Welcome to the People Doing Good podcast. I'm Jerry Robinson. <laughs> and he's laughing again. It never, never yeah. fails. I press record and then <laughs> You know why I start laughing? I just get happy. It's really what it is, you know, it's because happiness. Yeah, it is it is happiness. And uh, it happens to be a rainy day here in beautiful Santa Rosa, you know, overcast. So, you know, a lot of people get a little depressed and they get down or sad during days like this. You know, yes. and I can feel it just a little bit, but when we turn this on, I just start smiling. I get happy because yeah. we're like we're scriptless. What are we going to talk about today? Yeah, yeah scriptless. <laughs> we just press that button and we go. But thanks for tuning in again. This will be our thirty-first episode. No. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that pretty cool? That is cool. Thirty-one. That's, that's cool. And having fun. <laughs> <laughs> is it thirty-one flavors? Baskin Robbins is thirty-something. What is it? How many flavors is it? Oh well. Thirty-one. It's thirty-one. That's right. Okay, so maybe we'll Baskin Robbins wants to uh, sponsor this episode. You know, Shoot. That, that would be interesting. Does anybody out there know uh, the general manager or manager of? Uh, Do you know Mr. Baskin or Mrs. Robbins? <laughs> <laughs> Please email us at people doing good podcasts at gmail.com. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> I could do it. So yeah, Jerry's Jerry's right. It's raining. We haven't done a weather report in a in a while, but we do have a slight drizzle here, and it's Sebastopol, uh, where we're currently located at Coach's Corner Fitness Center. Again, this is the gym where I've been working for ten years. Can you believe it? Ten years. Ten years ago, I had, was just beginning to go through my divorce and my kids were really young they were 14 or no they're 14 and, and almost 13 now mm -hmm. they were four and three wow. and I started working in the daycare here because I could take them to work with right. me you know because yeah. I, I was a stay-at-home mom and you know so I started in the daycare worked up to the front desk and now I'm a trainer and an instructor and you're here Enough about me. doing the podcast. <laughs> and now we record the podcast in the back. So Coach's Corner essentially is a sponsor of the podcast because they allow Jerry and I to set up our equipment back here once a week and talk to you people. Yeah, so we're very grateful. We are so grateful. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? And really, you know, about the weather. We, we haven't done the weather. Well, but we but haven't. No, but, 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 but hold on now. It started off with laughter. We're talking about, well, he's always yeah. laughing. Well, this is one of the reasons. It's a good thing that... Uh, that, that we're here doing this. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good thing. Anyway. We're here doing this, and it's we've got a slight drizzle. So, yes. anyway. All right. We need, a, we need a new topic. So, what's new with you, Jerry? It's been a while. Do you want me to talk first this time? Why, well, you can tell by the look on my face? Like, <laughs> no. Uh, you gave me an icy cold glare. No, like, didn't we discuss this? No. You go first. <laughs> um, what have I been doing? What have you been... You are always... I have to tell you, you, listeners out there, Jerry is always busy. He's always helping people. He's helping a friend do this and driving. You drive a lot. You help people a lot. What else? Yeah. I don't... You know, I just... You said it. Um, I'm here to help people. That's the way I feel. You know, that's the way I was raised. And yeah. and I I like to be around people that are helping people. Me you know, too. I just people with bad attitudes. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not into that. Yeah. You know, uh, I'd rather see people people happy. So I try to do whatever I can because someday you know I need help too. Mm -hmm. And. Um, so it's good to have friends. It's good to do whatever. You know, I can't even remember what I've done. I feel like I've been so busy, but I, you know what? I have the same thing. I can't, I can't remember. what I did. Well, I can't remember. That might be from concussions. I don't know what it's from. I have no idea. But things are getting exciting 
you know, for me because uh, football season's still in. You know, I was at a 49er, uh, the conference championship game with uh, at uh, Third Street Ale. Oh, cool. Yeah. Was that fun? Ooh, I bet that was sponsor. a rowdy crowd. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The bottom floor, the entire floor was San Francisco 49er fans. There were a couple of Raider guys, people in there, too. But the upstairs, the, tire, the second floor, was all Green Bay Packer fans. And all those TVs were on. And when the game started, the noise from upstairs from the Packers fans, they were <laughs> hooping and hollering. And the Niner fans started hooping and hollering. And all of a sudden... For those who have those who watched the San Francisco 49ers beat the brakes off the Green Bay Packers, it got real quiet from upstairs for uh, the rest of the game. Huh? But the people were there and they were excited about it. And I was just, I'm excited for the San Francisco 49ers because, you know, they are Bay Area, mm-hmm. you know, and they are a really good football team. I'm happy for them. I mean, the team that I saw playing uh, on Sunday against the Green Bay Packers reminded me back in the day of the 80s with, you know, Montana and Rice and Lott and Dwight Clark and Dwight Hicks, all those guys. So I was excited about that for them. I look at the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, Raiders, Kansas City Chiefs, there's a lot of hatred there. Mm-hmm. Fans don't like each other. Players don't like each other. But we all kind of have to get along, especially when we're playing, because mm. you get caught doing something wrong and you get penalized. And Anyway, so we got the Chiefs in there, and I'm happy for the Kansas City Chiefs for this reason. It's been over 50 years since the Kansas City Chiefs have been back to a Super Bowl. So oh, what I did ha- not know that. So what happens is, let me back this whole thing up. When you're playing for your conference championship, the uh, NFC winner has a trophy. And I don't know the name. I don't know the name of the NFC championship trophy is, but the name of the AFC in, uh, champion is named the Lamar Hunt Trophy. Well, Lamar Hunt started and owned the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, Kansas City. I believe they won the first Super Bowl or the second or third, whatever it was. But it's been over 50 years since the Kansas City Chiefs have been back to a Super Bowl. And it's the first time in their history that the Kansas City Chiefs actually received the Lamar Hunt AFC Conference Championship mm, Trophy. Wow. So those are just that's little exciting. things. You know what? Football people, you know, you get excited about little things like this and that. So I'm excited for them. It should be a great game. You know, we got the Bay Area represented. So I've been doing a lot of football stuff. That's what's going on right now. That's what's the season. It's still the season, yes. It's the season. For two weeks. Well, this is a football-themed episode. Uh Uh-oh, is it? Yes, because my guest today (laughs) is you. It's me. (laughs) Forgot to mention that. (laughs) Um, So, the gentleman sitting to my left is on a very exclusive list that came out by ESPN, oh, three or four days ago, I think, Um, came out online, and it's... I'm looking at the article right now in front of me. The 150 greatest players in college football's 150-year history. And Mr. Jerry Robinson made the top 100. (laughs) He came in at 89. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Uh, I... uh I'm excited about it mm-hmm. because, you know, it's part of my life. It's, it's, it is my history, and I get to pass my history down to my daughters and to my grandchildren and so forth and so on. And, you know, everything, actually everything we all do, no matter what it is, whether it's business, sports, life, whatever it is, when it's over, it becomes history. When you're yeah. playing in a game, it does become history, you know. And when I get a chance to, to, to share my experiences with these young kids, I tell them, I said, you know what? I tell them that. I said, when your game is over, it's over, and you become part of history. My question to you is, 
what side of history you want to be on. That's right. You have a choice. And I'm really thrilled to be on part of the uh, top 100 greatest collegiate football players. Jerry, I'm interrupting you briefly. That's new. I respect you. (laughs) (laughs) No, just kidding. No, it's not. Sorry. Um, I just get excited. Uh, I'm afraid I'm going to lose my thought. Um, I'm looking at the list. I'm scrolling down 78. Mike Dicka. We got Merlin Olsen, Vintian Rondane. Some of them I don't know, but Steve Young, 87, and two down. We got Jerry Robinson, and and this is what it says. Robinson started his college career as a wide receiver, but Bruins coach Dick Vermeil persuaded him to move to inside linebacker just before the Rose Bowl at the end of Robinson's freshman campaign. The next season, Robinson had 28 tackles against Air Force. 28 tackles? That's a lot of tackling, especially with that light air, too. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The air is a little different up there. But we're not done. He had 23 against USC in 1977. He finished his UCLA career with a school record 468 tackles, which is the second highest school total today. That means that still stands. That's number two all these years. Robinson was a three-time All-American. I'm almost done, and then you can talk. In the Downtown Athletic Club of New York, named him Linebacker of the Year in 1977 and 1978. You're amazing, Jerry. You know what? I had a pretty good career. You know, that, uh, where you're talking about the Downtown Athletic Club linebacker of the year. Now it's called the uh, Dick Buckus Award. They didn't have a name for it then, you know. And uh, there was something else. That I was, oh, the tackling record. Yeah. Yeah. It has been there. Uh, I was number one for like 34 years, and it was broken a couple of years ago by a young man named by Eric Kendricks, who was first round pick for the uh, Minnesota Vikings. And I had a chance to talk to him on the phone the day that he broke that oh, record. And cool. he was telling me, he said, you know what, I remember, he said, when I came to UCLA, he said, I remember looking up on that board where these records were, and he said, that's a record that I wanted to break. So, you know what, that's what he was shooting for. That's cool. And, you know, you know, I did it in three years. It took him four to do it. Okay. So, you know, I got to throw that in there because, keep yeah. That in mind. But you know what, though? Records are meant to be broken. You know, if someone if someone breaks your record, that means you're still in the record book. Heck you yeah. Know? So I'm happy for that. And that was a lot of fun. But you know about that uh, you mean little, scroll back Yeah, up. scroll back up. Okay. Where it says, when I think about these things right here and the different All-American teams and how fortunate I was uh, while I was at UCLA to receive a lot of awards and whatever, you know, but I've always said when I was playing ball, I said, you know what, I don't have time to think about the press. I don't have time to read the press clippings because I'm going to sit there looking like if I'm reading about myself, I'm not even going to see this dude that's going to pass, pass me right on by. So I said, once I retire, maybe one day I'll look back at the trophy case and then read some of this stuff. And I'm doing it now. And up here they talk about I had 468 tackles. And it also says interceptions, returns. For touchdowns, I had three of them. What I like about that, it was great with 23 tackles, whatever it was against USC, because you can't stand USC with the <laughs> UCLA rivalry. Yeah. And the 28 in the Air Force, that's a lot of tackles. But what I remember more about all of that stuff is the three interceptions. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, oh, I really do. You know, it's exciting because the very first, my first year playing linebacker, which I never, I don't think people don't don't know this. Okay, I, I didn't never play. I never played linebacker in high school. I had to be taught that 
in college. So I learned how to play it at UCLA. And so the tackling part, that's one thing. That's what I wanted to do. You know, the more you tackle, the more your name gets introduced over the L.A. Coliseum. Jerry Robinson on the tackle and being (laughs) a young man, you know. My chances got better the more times my names got mentioned in the Coliseum. So, you know, oh, hey. yeah, that's what I was looking at. I know, well, hey, that's what, that was the mindset I had, kind of. Well, when you're in college and, you know, yeah. you're like an all-American football player, I'm sure you no. get a lot of attention from uh-uh. the look, look at it this way. No, no, Jerry. No. Look at it this way. When you're a freshman, though, I mean, your first year playing, nobody even knows who you are. So the more your name goes out over the PA system. and uh, oh, who's Jerry yeah. Robinson? Yeah, exactly. What's he doing after the yeah, game? Yeah, that kind of stuff. But the interceptions. <laughs> Because the very that first year, the first interception I had, I ran for a seventy-eight yard touchdown. Damn. The second one, I went for seventy-eight, and the third one, it was ninety-five yards Jeez. for a touchdown. To me, that was fun because I had that a chance to feel fun. like a, a wide receiver again and a running back. It was just fun and exciting. And I know some people might think, "Wow, you remember that the most?" I said, "I remember quite a few things, but that right there is one of them." But I'll remember this too. I'll never forget this. Playing the Minnesota Gophers. When I intercepted the ball and went 95 yards, I'm smooth. I'm down the sideline. I get to the end zone, 95 yards. I scored UCLA's first points. Uh huh. <laughs> and then as I'm in the end zone, I turn around. I see my teammates running towards me. I'm like, oh, my God, don't jump on me. I'll die. Please, you know, I like to pile oh, yeah. on people. My concern was like, so I'm trying to get away from the brothers because I said, you know what, I, uh, I don't think I can make it out of yeah. here. Yeah. Anyway. Escaping the, yeah. the pile. Yeah. Well, so I have a couple questions for you, you Jerry, do? that have popped into my head here. Okay. You know, What's how, happening? How I don't really plan anything. <laughs> um, so you are at Cardinal Newman. Yeah. And you were extremely outstanding as an athlete, and you started getting recruited. So you ended up at UCLA. Were you considering other schools at all at the time? Did you I was, almost go somewhere else? Yes, uh, I was. I was. Yeah, I had several offers from different schools, and Notre Dame was really interesting to me because of a family friend. A friend of the family was a doctor, Doctor Renfrey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was Notre Dame. I said, if I'm going to leave the state, I'm going to Notre Dame. Oh, Touchdown, Jesus, and everything like that. Yeah. <laughs> And and what happened was my, uh, you know, there were other schools in California, all the ones in California, SC, UCLA, Berkeley, all that, you know. My GPA wasn't quite up high enough for Stanford, but that's okay. I was mm-hmm. probably a few GPA points off. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. right. So what happened was my senior year in high school, uh, during the basketball t- tournament, the Rose City tournament, on our, on our day off, we had just won the night before, and we were going to see who we were going to play in the championship game. And I get a phone call I had to take. There was something going on at the hospital with my brother. So I called, and they said, oh, God, your brother's been shot in the foot. You got to get here. I'm like, whoa. I get to the hospital, and I ask my mom and dad. I said, where's Jackie at? And they were pointing to the emergency room. And I remember walking through those doors, and they were like, you can't be in here. I'm like, stop me, really? I'm looking for my brother. And he was in the corner over there having convulsions. His body was jumping off the table. I came back, and I said, Mom, Dad, I said, why? If he got shot in the foot... Why is he convulsing? Why is he going through all that? And I remember my mom and dad said, no, your brother was shot in the head. So at that point right there, uh, my brother shot in the head. He he was, you know, in a coma. Was he your older or younger brother? Older brother. Only brother I have. How far apart in age? Uh, He was born January 7th, 1956. Mm -hmm. I was born December 18th. 
1956. We're 11 months apart. Whoa. That's We're 11 Irish months apart. Twin action. And, you know, I was. The number that I wore that I chose when I got drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles in the first round was that was available. I'm glad it was available because it worked out. Was number 56. So I wore 56 for my brother His who year. had died. Yeah, who did not make it through there. He passed away uh, my freshman year at UCLA. He died from the complications. So while. My brother was fighting for his life, and our family was here in Santa Rosa. I had decided, no, I'm going to UCLA. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going. That's where I'm going to go, uh, because I figured if the, you know, if the football didn't work out, you know, John Wooden would be there. I could play for the Wizards <laughs> of Westwood, hey, you know. Not? But yeah. football kind of worked out pretty good. Uh, actually, Coach Wooden had retired the first year I got there, so therefore I was stuck with that darn football. And turned out fudgy. turned out pretty good. Turned out okay. It turned it turned out all right. So yeah, that's why I had a chance to go all over the place, uh, home, uh, things that happened to my brother and all my family, you know, dealing with this and that. There's no way I was leaving the state of California. Yeah. Yeah. So while well, you were at UCLA, your family was grieving, and you were away trying to focus on studies and playing football. How was it for you, like academically? Was it hard? Did you feel? Well, let's be honest here. Did you feel like you were given a little bit of an edge because of your athletic abilities? An edge? Well, I mean, there's you know, or there, a break. There, are, yeah, same thing. There are theories out there that athletes. And I didn't have this experience, get get an advantage in the classroom at their school. No, we did not get an advantage, no. But what was provided to us was that we had tutors. We had mm-hmm. tutoring sessions. Whereas if you go to school there, if you want a tutor, you got to pay for your tutor. That's well, we right. didn't have to pay. We had mandatory study hall. I had that too. Yeah, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we had all opportunity here and there for that kind of stuff. But. You know, so it then was, in that case, there is you know, it's not necessarily an advantage. You just are given support yeah. for free. And and I was, too. I had study hall at Cal Poly, so I, I did get a little help. Well, wait, you know what? The Cal Poly Mustangs? I was a Mustang. A Mustang. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> you know, I laugh about something here, and I'm thinking about this. You know, the college for free part? No, it was really never free. We just didn't have to pay for it. <laughs> but it wasn't really free. <laughs> Nothing. It was free. not really free. You know, um, while you're in college, you know, your universities or schools, wherever, state school, whatever it may be, uh, they make a ton of money off of athletes. A, t- a ton. Oh, they do. You know, I mean, Especially it's, it's kind of like this. You know, you go into the student store to buy a, a, a UCLA jersey. Let's just, let's just take Troy Aikman, mm-hmm. UCLA. You walk in there, and there's a number eight, I believe it was. Sounds right. In the in in student store. Well, with Aikman on the back of it, you pay $75, $80. School gets that. They spit it. Does the dude's name on the back get anything? No, not at all. Not at all. So, you know, it's a kind of, you know, it's one hand washes the other. But you know what? Uh, yeah, it's really nothing really free when I think about it. I know it. what you mean. You know, I, on that note, I do remember recently reading something. There was some law changed where mm-hmm. college athletes can California now. California started it. Yes. Yeah. So now they can make money off their likelihood being used mm-hmm. in, on clothing and hats mm-hmm. and whatever. Okay. Yeah. Well, we missed out, didn't uh, we? Well, Nothing we should, no, yes, we did. Me. Yes, no, you. we did. No, 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 we, we did. And California was the first one to, uh, to, to agree on that because, I mean, they're realizing you're taking the, you are using the likeliness of, of these kids, whatever, jerseys, hats, whatever it is, posters, and you're making millions and millions of dollars. But that athlete that, that you guys are making money off, he can't even have enough money to bring, to go out to dinner yeah. with a friend 
or somebody. Mm-hmm. And there's so many, uh, there's so many uh, laws and rules regarding, you know, you can do this and you can't do that. Yeah. And it's just not, it's, it's, it's not fair. I mean, you know what? I mean, get something. I understand that. I know this could get out of control, yeah. but there's probably some rules and some things that are going to have to put in place for sure. But I think it's a good idea. If you can, hey, if you can, if you can make some money while you're there. Yeah, well, and you're the reason after all. Yeah, I you think know, so. I, you know, I mean, I know you go there for an education. Yeah, right. Okay, okay. You're going there for an education, but if you're an athlete, you're going there with dreams and aspirations of your dreams being fulfilled, mm-hmm. and that means that top level that you can get at. You know, and uh, but I do know some some players from other schools in the south, and you know. The SEC, they played in the SEC and the Big Ten and the Big 12. And I knew they felt like they probably took a cut in pay when they came to college because they, when they came to the pros, because they were getting a lot of money. In college. Yeah, but anyway. Well, okay, so another question. What was your major? What's your degree in? My major, I started off as an econ major because I said, you know, I'm going to run across a whole lot of cash during the course of my life. And I started taking these econ classes. I'm like, whoo, man. Wow, I was, you know. It was kind of difficult. And yeah. I'm like, I'm not trying to be struggling over this now. So I wound up being sociology. Okay. Yeah. Sociology yeah. is really nice. And did you go to a lot of college parties? Here's the interesting thing. At UCLA, fraternity row, mm-hmm. sorority row, <laughs> they were partying their butts off. They were having a blast. And they were having fun and they were talking about it because some of the guys on their team were pledging and this and that. You know, back when I was in school... There were no black fraternities on the campus of UCLA mm-hmm. or black sororities. You had to go over to USC if you wanted to pledge. Really? Yes. I didn't know. I didn't know. USC had a higher population of African Americans. Sure. Yeah. 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 But but be that as it may, I mean, there were there were some black people. At, believe it or not, they went to UCLA too, but they never had a, soror- a fraternity or sorority yeah. thing. So anyway, uh, did I go to a lot of parties? No, not really. I'm not. I wasn't, wasn't a party person. I wasn't. I'm shy. I'm, I've always been a shy person. I, I really am. And it was just sometimes it was difficult for me to be around a lot of people. But I learned as I came, you know, as I got older because of some All American trips and some different functions you had to do for UCLA for the booster clubs and this and that, and just getting around people. But going out and partying, no, not, not, not no, it wasn't my thing. Not while I was in, you know, not while well, I was in college. Probably why you are number eighty nine on the <laughs> list. I don't think you could have managed a bunch of partying in there with the the things you achieved. You had to have been in pretty darn good shape. Well, I was I was kind of very dedicated to what I had to do because I was on a mission. Good for you. you. And and one of my missions was, I got to share this with the people, is that, you know, while I was in, my brother and I, Jackie, we were growing up, you know, we never owned a home. My mom and dad never owned their own home. We always rented from people. And my brother and I shared rooms our whole lives, you know, and then sometimes we shared the same bed. And I remember when we were, I think it was junior high school, when when they were like, we've moved several different places several different times. You know what? Whoever makes it first in the pros, we're going to buy a mom and dad house. Oh, guys. We're really cool. So, like I said, my brother gets shot in the head and he winds up dying. Mm-hmm. So, my goal and my mission was to make sure that I was able to fulfill that promise that I made to my brother and I made to each other. So college was important so I can get to where I needed to be so I can buy my mom and dad a house. And it all worked out in the bottom of my house. You did it. Yeah. 
Oh, scary. <laughs> and so anyway, that's, yeah, that's that. Wow. Well, so... Uh, but I do have a soft side. I mean, you know, people that... I know. I know, I know you know, but it's like, you know, it's like this. On, in college, on Saturdays or game days, that's one thing. Pros, Sunday, Monday night for whatever it is, I'm working. I'm a total different person. And a lot of people, when they would see me outside of the football thing, if it wasn't on a Sunday or a Saturday game, they're like, wow, you're just so, you don't even seem like that type of person that would be out there doing it. And I said, yeah, I know, just. Interesting. You know, and I think about but Ronnie Lott. Yeah. Our interview there with you go. Ronnie. So for me, you knew Ronnie. Yeah. You, Ronnie was a friend of yours. When I went to meet him with you to interview him, yeah. the impression that I had, and it was, you know, obviously a false assumption that this this pit bull of an athlete, this, you know, brutal tackling beast. That's him. And you sit down across from him, yeah. and he's very, um, he's intense, but he's a spiritual guy, uh-huh. very wise. Uh-huh. When he locks eyes with you, though, <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> his eye contact is one of a kind. But yeah, I mean, I think people, it's like, you know, actors who oh, are yeah. shy people, but when they get on stage, they're performing. It's that's kind exactly, of like that, You know what, right? that's exactly what, it, that's it. That's exactly what it is. That's a great way to, uh, to put it. And, uh. Yeah, when you're on, you're on, and then when you're off, you're off. You know, when you when you're out of it, you're out of it, and you know, and a lot of times, you know, guys will be out, athletes or entertainers, whoever it is, they'll be out somewhere having dinner or something with their family, and they just, or sometimes, I, I, when you're out, you kind of you're there for a reason. You want to enjoy dinner, you want to enjoy the evening, and you know. People will come up and they want to ask for an autograph uh-huh. and this and that, and it's all it's all cool, fine and dandy, you know. But you know what? You know, don't get your feelings hurt if one of those athletes said, "You know what? I tell you what, let me finish eating dinner with my family uh-huh. and I'll get to you." Well, sometimes those ball players don't do that and they react, yeah. and it's just it's interesting, you know. Like I had the stories about Joe Montana showing up at Cardinal Women High School when his son was playing basketball there. They said Joe would sit off on the side over there, and I said, would, yeah. I said, because he want to watch his son, yeah. I said, you have no idea how hard it is to sit there around a group of people and there's questions coming or there's comments being made, you know, and all you want to do is watch your child, you know. Yeah, I imagine so, that would be really yeah, difficult. So, yeah, 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 but, a lot, you know, some people understand, some people don't. But, you know, I mean, if you run across somebody that might give you, you might think that it, they're they're not as positive as you thought they might have been or you have a different opinion about them by them because they said no. yeah. Think about it for a minute. Think about the situation that you guys are in and the surroundings that you're in because, you know, there's a lot of good guys, but, you know, sometimes you just want to be disciplined. If you want to be alone, just stay at home. Why should I just stay at home? You know, I was actually, I was thinking about this, about you in the past couple of days for some reasons, thinking about how every time you go out somewhere and I'm with you, um, I observe the fact that people are always looking at you and coming up and talking to you and they want they want a little peace they want to meet you and you're always so gracious with people but I can imagine for someone who's actually pretty introverted that that can be exhausting and that you probably go home at the end of the day and just freaking you know is that, is that kind of true? You know what, what it is? Uh, yeah, oh, it's, it, yes, it's very true. It's like if I'm somewhere at an event, or if it may not even be an event, I might be going over to somebody's house just to watch a game and there's other people there or whatever it may be. Uh, when I get home from doing whatever I'm doing, I'm exhausted. I'm tired. Yeah, that's what I thought. I am. And I didn't you realize why. You sort of why. be on. Yeah. 
That's exactly what Ellen was telling me. She uh-huh. said, baby, you're on. Yeah. And you are on. And if you're going to be on, be the best on that you can be. Totally. Yeah. And, you know, go that extra whatever. You know, like I said, the conference championship game, tons of 49er fans. Mm-hmm. But then they know that they knew that the Raiders were in there, me and Mervin Fernandez and Raymond Chester, some other guys. And just because we were silver and black and they were wearing red, you know, it took them a minute to warm up because what they didn't realize is that we don't act like the fans, man. Yeah. Fans have a different opinion. They, You get two teams that don't like each other, the fans are the ones that are... And I understand that. Yeah. But as a player, hey... It's different. It's, it's different, different with us. So, you and where know. were you watching that game? Third Street Ale. Third Street Ale, Third Santa Rosa. Street, yes, in Santa Rosa, Such right there spot. on Third Street. They did an awesome job. They did an awesome job, and uh, it's a great place to have a function. We did a. It was a. Lots I, of draft beers, right? Oh my God, they had so many. You know, I'm watching good people food. drink. Yeah, you know, I had more people offering something to drink. I'm like, no, uh, man, I'm good, man. You know, they said, well, you don't drink. I said. 22 years of sobriety? No, I don't. I said, but here, have fun. Have you know, mine. hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't buy me one, buy have yourself another one. Yeah. And if you need a ride home, let a brother know. I'll drive you home. Could you imagine if I got into my Uber and then Jerry Robinson turns around? Hey, where to? You'd <laughs> be Uber driver. Yeah, I would be. But you are number 89 on the all time list. We're looking at that. And so today I didn't want to. Um, you know, I thought it would be a good, rather than bring a guest in to interview today, I think that this is the kind of honor that deserves attention. And and with that in mind, I called the press Democrat. And I left them a message and I said, hey, why aren't you guys covering this stuff? You know, and I just wondered, like, this local paper should should blast this out and let the people in this county know that we have the, one of the greatest athletes to come out of this county, the greatest athlete to come out of this county ever, getting these awards. I'm looking at this list right now, and, like, you're ahead of Drew Brees. You're yeah. ahead of a lot of football players on this list. That yeah, they're, they're, you know what? Are they're, more household names. Yeah, oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, there's some great ones on there. And for me, it's just... You know, there's people. Michael Vick, you're Michael, ahead of Michael Vick I know, and there, Warren There are Sapp. people that I'm ahead of, but you, to me, the greatest thing is just being part of that. You're, you're all That's on all that I together. care about. Yeah, we're all on that together. And, you know, interesting, we're talking about the first Democrat because I did a sat down interview. I sat down and had an interview with Bob Padecki. Oh, so they are going to write something. Uh, yeah, yeah well, they, they, they are. They, 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 <laughs> they got your message, you know. And, um, you know, I was sitting on, we're being honest here, I'm sitting down with Bob, and I'm like, you know, Bob, I think it's kind of interesting, man. Uh, he was asking me about some awards that I won. I said, yeah, in 2000, I said, I made the Pac-12 All-Century team. And he was looking at me. He didn't I know said, this. I said, one of 50. And he said, well, when was that? I said, 2015. He said, 2015. I said, oh, and by the way, I, you know, I did get, I'm not. Bronco and the Bronco and the Legend Award. He said, when? I said, December 2019. I said, and now this right here. I said, you know what, man? I said, I've just, I would hope that, because I've always felt this way, that I'm representing Santa Rosa and my friends. I'm representing Sonoma County and Cardinal Newman High School. And I said, you know, I've had people ask me, said, wow, I've never seen anything about this in the paper, this and that. And, you know, I asked Bob, I said, man, what's the deal, bro? You know, so anyway, we're going to do one. Good. And, uh, but it, it is it is cool that uh, I get mentioned in, in with these ESPN. people's names. Yeah. And hopefully the, the local news sources can step up and recognize what they've got oh, here in Jerry Robinson. And people doing good podcasts will yes. always 
bring attention to any award you may win. But oh, we here at the podcast, and by we, I mean yeah, me we. and you, it's we. Um, <laughs> that you're a greater person than you ever oh. were a football player, I'm sure. Even though I didn't get to see you play. But okay. I've seen the pictures and the afro. Well, you know what it is? It's funny. You know what it is? You know me now. I do. Okay. And now that we can read about some of the, if we want to, other things that accomplished. You never see me play ball, but I was pretty good at one time. Not pretty bad. Good. You know, Whatever. but that has never, as far as I'm concerned, that has never affected the way I treat people, you know, because exactly. I know some people that might have gone off the, mm-hmm. the deep, conceited, confident, whatever end of it, but that's just not me. Too cool for school. Too cool for school. But yeah, no, it's just, you know. Like I said, now I got to mention this again. We're the press Democrat. You know, I was letting Bob know. I said, Bob, I said, I'm going to send you a bio, okay? I said, there's a lot of things on there, you know, and I'm proud of everything and this and that. And I said, make sure, I sent him another, I sent him an email when I got home after the interview. I said, Bob, make sure that you mention the currently part of the bio where it says, Jerry Robinson is vice president on the board of Shoes for Kids. Yes. And he's also co-hosting People Doing Good podcast. I said, because that's what I'm doing now. Yeah. You know, we're just trying to give back. And uh, so. Hopefully he does. Yeah. We'll get some more listeners and we can keep doing our podcast. Yeah. Finding more people. help. We need help. Do we need help? Do we, do we need help? Well, I mean, everyone needs help. Yeah. I think the more you share with other people who listen to this podcast, you know, we're we're pretty specific to Sonoma County. We want to represent our county and explore all the people in this county that are doing great things. But that doesn't mean that we are limited to Sonoma County. We're we're open to any great stories that you hear of people doing good. Send them our way. Mm-hmm. Email them to people doing good podcast at gmail.com. We could we always could use a sponsor or two. If yeah, anyone wants to be involved and spon- and uh, advertise your business on our show, we get a lot of listeners. Yeah, we do. And um, you know, you know, speaking of that sponsorship, speaking of sponsors, you know, is that maybe we ought to put together a list of maybe the top twenty. Top 20 Sonoma County businesses? Yeah. For the people doing good podcasts? Yeah, and, and seeing if we could, you know, uh, if, we, if we could do that because we are representing Sonoma County, you know, and we got a lot of people listening. Yeah, we'll find our favorite places we like to go and we like to um, support, and yeah. we'll see if they want to help us out. So you might hear from us, Sonoma County. Yeah, you will. And uh, it's 2.45. I'm coaching basketball, Jerry. I've got a basketball practice at 3.00. I'm doing seventh and eighth grade boys this year, combo team. You never take a break. No, you don't. Well, they keep asking me to coach, and I keep saying yes. They keep asking, and you keep keep saying yes. So my boys, you know, Lucas is in eighth grade, and there was going to be an eighth grade team and a seventh grade team. Only four seventh graders signed up. Therefore, we're combining seventh and eighth grade. Big brother Lucas is not happy that his little brother Levi will be on his team. So he threatened to not play. He said, I'm not playing. Levi's on my team. He said, I don't want my little brother there at basketball. And I'm like, oh, come on. Oh, that's you know. Funny. So we have our first, I have my first practice okay. of coaching them on the Together. same team. So oh, pray for me. I will pray for you. We will see it's how gonna this work goes. It's going to work out. It's going to work out. Levi's all excited. And, I know. and Lucas is like, oh, please, you know, big brother. Wow. Oh, my God. And I said, listen, guys, this might be the only time in your lives yeah. you play on the same team. Yeah. Together. And I get to coach you together. And 
I find that a beautiful thing, but so do I. the sentiment and, and, is not you know shared. What? And remind your, remind your sons, your beautiful sons, that you know what? Jerry Robinson wished he had his brother to grow up with. Thank you very much, because they're close in age like you yeah. and Jackie. Yeah, to grow up. You want to grow up with your brothers and watch you get to meet your girlfriend and then who meets your wife and then you have kids, you know, yeah. and I, all of that. I would I would give everything I've ever wanted in my whole life For to be brother. able to have that. Yeah. Oh, Jerry, I get it. And I think Dang. maybe this Bar. episode we can, <laughs> this episode is in honor of Jackie Robinson. Wherever you are, I never got to meet you, but um, you're looking down on Jerry for sure. Help him pull some strings. Get, get these awards. My my, my, my my angels, yes. Everything I've done athletically that I've, that I've achieved has been motivated behind my brother Jackie. Mm. You know, he fought for his life for over a year and a half, and there was no way I was ever just giving up because things may not be right for me. So, for Jackie. Thanks for listening. The People Doing Good podcast is brought to you by Shoes for Kids. For more info, visit shoesforkids.com. It is created and hosted by Mariah Volk and Jerry Robinson. Produced and edited by Charlene Goto of GoTo Productions. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment wherever you get your podcast media. Follow on social media at One Good Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Email us at peopledoinggoodpodcast at gmail.com.